Good evening, everybody. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the Pep and Key Show. Today, uh, we're going to be having some fun, and we're going to be talking about a great new book that's out. And we have in our studios a great author, entrepreneur, relationship uh, coach. Uh, she just does it all. She's a very special lady. And we want to have a chance to talk with her and find out some things, how she got started, how she got things going, and what she's about to do. We're going to just ask her a lot of questions today that you guys want to know the answers to. So we wanted to just take time out today on the Pepper Key Show and talk to her and find out a little more information about a great book. Um, before I introduce the book, I'm going to introduce her. Her name is Keish. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? I'm good. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. She's also part of the show, but today she's going to be on <laughs> talking about her book, uh, Unconditional Love, How to Increase Your Happiness by Loving Without Reservations, Unconditional Love. Today, thank you so much, Keisha, for coming on um, the show with us and talking about your book. So, um, <laughs> this is yeah. my show. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us first, how did this book come about? When did it come out? And Tell us a couple of things about it. Well, originally it came out, uh, I want to say last fall. Okay. Um, I wanted to, you know, be able to have something available for couples. You know, okay. we do couples counseling and couples coaching. So I wanted to have a resource for the couples to use and then a course that we can use or whatever to be able to share, you know, kind of the, the frequently asked questions type thing on what love is and how do you keep love going and my first you know inkling was hey you know let's let's talk about unconditional love and, and what it means to you know unconditional versus conditional and kind of break that down for people so that they have a better understanding of how to move forward in their relationships well i'll tell you i read the book guys and it's really a great read um i learned a lot about uh, unconditional love um and we just want to talk about a few things that, uh, you know, kind of where your mindset was when you wrote it. And first of all, how did you get uh, started writing? I started writing, guys, since I was about nine or 10, elementary school with essays, poetry, you know, different things like that. I wanted to be, you know, the next great journalist, writer, TV producer, TV okay. anchor, X, Y, Z. <laughs> okay. So I would often, you know, enter different spelling these contests you know writing contests i wrote several essays about chewing gum i mean <laughs> nature being outside looking you know about clouds i mean anything under the sun any opportunity for me to be creative to be able to share my thoughts to be able to use my imagination and it would go wild mm. um to be able to share um you know for myself i mean i didn't have anything else to do i often play by myself um, <laughs> um <laughs> Like you say, outside, if it wasn't playing mud pies and, you know, hula hooping or the, what is it, that thing that you jump up and down, pogo stick, oh. jump rope, you know, I, if I wasn't Double doing duck. any of the, you know, or wagon, ride wagon down the street, you know, I, oh, if yeah. I wasn't doing any of that or singing, <laughs> I was somewhere writing, you know, okay. and when it got towards the, I want to say third or fourth grade, you know, fifth grade, I really started loving it like i really oh, okay. started feeling like this was something that i was meant to do 
you know, oh, wow. this was something and I would often, you know, read books all the time. I mean, my mom will tell you, I have books everywhere. I love Dr. Seuss. I love, okay. you know, yeah. all okay. of the, you know, all the strawberry shortcake, you know, books and, you know, everything that I could read or get my hands on. I would even read documentaries. Okay. I remember my favorite doctor, like autobiography was on Martin Luther King Jr. Mm, you know, yeah, in March. Yeah. I kept the black and white photos till I ripped my book apart. <laughs> and I would literally sit in the closet just flipping through pages and just imagining how it was, you know, to be in the story, exactly. to be a part of it, and then be a part or be a part of that event. Exactly. So, you know, it definitely shaped me early on. Um to be able to have a voice, you know, sometimes yeah. you don't have a voice, you find it in your imagination and be able to write it out. So absolutely, absolutely. I know a lot of writers say they were inspired by so many different people in their yeah. life, and they had a lot of influences um, coming up. Yep. Uh, what were some of the who were some of the influences? You um, had that, uh, well, well, teenage years, I loved Maya Angelou. Like I said, I loved Nikki Giovanni. Um, I definitely, like you said, read so many mystery books. I read a lot of mostly poems and poetry books. Yeah. But like you said, anybody who had an autobiography, I would kind of, you know, read to them. And then right. once I got, you know, into young adult, like so I started reading more of the, the magazines. I used to read the Vibe magazine, the articles, and I'm like, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to write articles. You know? So as I got older, it yeah. you know it grew out of so much of the short stories, and you know, but it grew into more novels. So now, you know, I I love the Christian stories. You know, I love all of the mysteries and anything with a NYPD. Is that right? A know? lot of mystery, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anything well. <laughs> cop-related, thriller, you yeah. know, I will read that because it gives me a lot to think about. I think about how they wrote it, what, what their mindset was, exactly. and I try to get into their mind so that I can be able to better understand. So I'm often a critic at the same time that I'm enjoying it, but it helps me to write my own novels, mm -hmm. which which is, you know, are coming up. Well, this book, Unconditional Love, guys, is really informational. It's, it's informative. It gives you a nice outlook on unconditional love, how to use it, uh, how to be uh, making it more part of your life. Um, first, what made you write about this topic for this particular uh, book? Right. Well, like you said, you know, we, we in relationships go through so much and coming from where I came from, my background, it was not understood what conditional love was versus unconditional. And I would always say, you know, I don't feel like I'm being loved unconditionally. And I really start thinking like, wow, what does that really mean? Exactly. How do you determine or tell that loved one or that person, you know, what you're feeling without offending them, but then also giving them a better perspective of what you need and how... Right the difference is a lot of people don't think it's a difference but it actually is you know because we all have some conditions mm -hmm. but it's when that condition prevents you from being loved the way you should be loved or needed to be loved but that's that's what i wanted to get into too i'm going to stop with the questions at this point we're going to get into the book since she's already <laughs> led us to this direction so you know we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about unconditional love versus conditional love like What's the difference? Is there really a difference? Can people tell a difference when they're dealing with other people? Well, I believe that most people can. Like you said, for me, for just like you said, for just my perspective, where I'm coming from, you know, I felt like 
it was a condition that, you know, if you gain weight, I'm going to leave you. Yeah. Or if you do X, Y, and Z, then I'm, or if you don't do X, Y, and Z, then I'm going to feel a certain type of way for that is conditional to me. Yeah. Unconditional is definitely, you know, one of those things where I don't care how much you weigh, mm-hmm. or I don't care, how, you know, if you're sick for better, or for worse, for sick or poor, I'm going to be there. So loving without limitations. Correct. Loving without, you know, limitations and limiting, you know, your reservations on how you feel about them whether you're growing old, I mean, you're growing with them. So for me, that was important to be able to distinguish the two, like, you know, please don't put conditions on your relationship that are going to be harmful. We all have conditions. We all have, you know, like you said, we're all shiny, brand new, passionate when we first get in our relationships. And then, of course, as we grow older, get get used to each other, you know, Mm -hmm. some of that wears off and we're like, oh, my gosh, you get on my nerves. You know, when we start developing those conditions, you know, you have a few and we work through them. (laughs) His is cooking. You know, he's like, if you don't cook, you're, you know, okay, well, either way, I'm going to I don't think I gave you an ultimatum. I'm going to Is that the same ultimatum condition? Yes, it is a condition. It's a condition. It's not so much as an ultimatum, but it is a condition. What's that word? What's ultimatum versus condition? No, no, it's it's a condition, (laughs) but it's not a, it's a condition that I'm okay with. All you know, right. like I'm okay with, you know, we, like you said, it goes with the personal rules that it's, it's in the book on page 19. But I do cook. Yeah, he does cook. Does, so, yeah. you know, it goes with the personal rules. As well. So it's, I don't, the diff, no, it's the difference is, is that I'm going to leave you if you don't cook anymore. Or That's I'm going to find right? somebody else. No, that is a condition. <laughs> <laughs> and it also can be, you know, perceived and construed as, a, as, as a ultimatum. But yeah. you already know that don't work for me because if things happen, it is what it is. I wouldn't you know, give you an ultimatum. You know, I, you I, thank you nice so steak, much. Lobster, mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's what I'm talking about. Tails. Having conditions that <laughs> are unrealistic that will not be met. And then also to be able to put that on somebody, that's a lot of stress that's and, a lot of pressure. and pressure. And yeah. you say you love this person, but yet you're putting conditions on every aspect of your relationship. And if it's going to be harmful, then that's not, and for me, that's not conditional. I mean, right. that's not unconditional. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you definitely have to be able to, number one, Break off, okay, what's unconditional or what's conditional? Then look at the situation. Yeah. Look at yourself, okay, am I putting this person in a conditional type relationship where, like she just said, she should have said, if you don't cook for me, then yeah. it's going to be a um, conditional way. I don't, you know, I'm leaving or I'm not going to be, you know, as happy in the relationship as I would only if you can cook every, you know, every time. I, I mean, a lot of people, but I hear that a lot. You know, a lot of people that I talk with, you know, do have those several conditions to where they are like, feel like they're trapped. Like they can't do anything else or do, you know, not do something a few times. And then they're, you know, suffering for it because of, you know, the pressure that's on them. So that was one of the reasons why, you know, I just wanted to get my point of view out just to be able to give them another perspective yeah i might get in trouble with some husbands and boyfriends partners (laughs) but at the end of the day you know we are our own person and to be able to understand you know our limitations and you know unlimited love like you said that we want to be able to have for our partners is definitely important to me yeah exactly i mean you need time to grow with your partner you know you need to learn your partner like you said earlier a lot of new relationships is all 
you know, kind of like, oh my God, you're really in love bliss and it's a Pretty beautiful nice. thing. And it's like, you guys don't see anything wrong with one another. It's, exactly. You know, everything is great. But then as time goes on, you kind of like, okay, I'm getting used to the yeah. person and I'm kind of like complacent yes. and I'm you're seeing you every day. And it's like Correct. the newness is wearing off, but it's about unconditional love where I don't care what happens to you. I don't care exactly. what's going on. I don't care what you do, what you've yeah. done. I'm not going to hold that over your head and have, yeah. you know, have you feel like if you don't do a certain thing, then I'm going to leave or I'm going to break off the relationship. You know, you don't want to have that type of uh, pressure or constraint exactly. on, on the relationship that you have. So yeah. make sure when you're in a relationship, step back and look at yourself first, because yeah. you have to love yourself first Correct. before you can love that's anybody else. Step. And that's the most important. A lot of people get in relationships where they want the other person to make them feel, yeah. you know, like they can be a part of something beautiful. But if you don't love yourself first, right. you can't expect someone else to come in and swoop you off your feet and make this grand exactly. gesture and make you feel like you're loved and you're wanted and needed. Because exactly. that's, that's codependency. Yeah, codependency I mean, is, you said, that's, is a big thing. That's that on we page 11. Up. So yeah. I talk about codependency and, right. you know, the differences and how you know if you're dependent on somebody else, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not as healthy as it could be for some yeah. people. Like you said, there is some dependency, you know, on each other as a couple, as a partner in every relationship or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's romantic or friendship. But being you know being able to distinguish the two right. is very you know important in you know, to your healthy relationship yeah because being codependent on someone always making you feel better Correct. you know you can't have lowest low self-esteem and expect someone to build you up every Correct. day build that's me up every day that's and again that's a lot of pressure in a relationship you know, like that's, that that's a lot you know? of realistic expectation that a lot you know it's okay like you said i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna tell you that it's not okay but be um, aware of that realistic, you know, expectation when you're going into the relationship so that you're aware if you can handle that. Mm -hmm. And if you cannot, you know, that, that, that might be something that you guys need to talk about and you're, um, you know, building your personal rules. Because the obstacles that you put into your relationship, which don't need to be there, you know, we have enough obstacles, obstacles that's going to be in a relationship just going into a relationship because you're bringing Correct. pretty much two people together that don't know each other and they're learning yes. one another and trying to get to know each other and you know let it blossom into a beautiful thing exactly. but you don't want to put yourself in an obstacle type relationship where you, you're tearing down walls each and every day and it's like it's a struggle to be in a relationship yeah. with this person and they're not so, going to want to be bothered they don't you know <laughs> so push them away you're you know you're going to find yourself saying what happened exactly. <laughs> you know pretty much you after know. the fact after the fact and it's yeah. over and you're looking like yeah. i can't believe we, we had this thing at one time and then next thing you know is it's gone and Correct. you're looking around like what happened who was the who was at fault you know you're pointing exactly. fingers and blame so you want to make sure that you're in a healthy relationship um that you're not taking one for granted Pretty much. because I, I know a lot of times unconditional love i don't know if you experience it but unconditional love in some relationships the person that they know, the other person knows is that you have unconditional love. Yep. They may try to take you for granted. They will. They you will. know, they may try to say, they "Oh, she's going to forgive me," or "He's going to forgive me," doing it over and, over again. and keep doing it over and over, yes. and then be yes. presumptuous, saying yes. she's going to always forgive me or he's going to always forgive me. So, yep. be careful yes. with the unconditional love. You can love someone all day, all day, 
over and over with but the you mistakes pay attention and all. To the caution flags, you gotta know the signs. That's another, look, that's another topic for another day. Exactly. To be able to know the signs and caution flags and be able to see these things. And like you said, nobody's perfect, but right, it, right, it's right. up to you whether or not you're gonna be able to deal with those things that you're finding out. Okay, is this a deal breaker or can I, you know, not like you said, focus on this type of thing to be able to, you know, be in this relationship with this person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I have a question for you. How did, um, let's see, as far as what would you say to up and coming writers that's starting out and thinking about writing a book, thinking about writing a, a pamphlet, you know, it has to be a, a novel, but there's someone that's out there thinking like, okay, I can write my story and I can tell people, are they interested or, how do I get started and things like that? So what would you say to those? Well, for example, if you want to write your book, um, all that you have to do is, <laughs> you know, hire me as your writing coach. And, <laughs> I, you know, PepInKeach.com. She's a salesman, y'all. PepInKeach.com. We also have a publisher. Sales you know one. me, publishers. <laughs> you know, it's coming out. That's what our publishing company. So, mm -hmm. you know, definitely what I would tell people is, you know, every day I let people know that anything is possible. And, you know, my motto is you, I can do all things through price and strength. So, you I, you know, find a way to... I, First, I Googled uh, self-publishing, you know, try to look up as much information as I could to Absolutely. be able to find local publishers as well as, you know, publishers throughout the U.S. that can help me to get more information, you know, get an ISBN number, okay. you know, copyright it with Library of Congress. Um, these are all important things that you definitely need to be able to you do. You to pay attention to it. <laughs> you know, very important be able to do. <laughs> Um, like you said, most of the websites will, like uh, Lulu.com, Lulu Publishing is really huge. Of course, Amazon offers it as well. Like you said, they distribute to Barnes & Nobles, eBay, you know, all different types of mom and pop bookstores, brick and mortars. You know, of course, you have to have so many sales before you actually can be in the stores. But online, you know, there's so many op you know options. Um, and I can definitely, you know, let people know that, you know, through our website or whatever for resources. But at the end of the day, it's an opportunity for anybody to share their voice, get it heard. And it's, you know, some places cost as little as, you know, $500, mm -hmm. some are up to $10,000. Depends on what type of publishing house that you are going. But if right. you want to self-publish first, just to get your feet wet, definitely get your manuscript, look up different, you know, different self-publishers that do it, or you can just go step-by-step. Step. They have tutorials online where you can, you know, learn how to do it on your own before you actually branch out and go to a publishing house exactly what is your writing process do you kind of like i know a lot of writers that say they get away from everything and they get to themselves kind of what is your process of getting into the writing mode for you to start writing uh, well first like you said i feel like it has to be a need if, it, if it's something like you know this type of motivational self-help type book you know mm -hmm. there's there's different topics that I work with people on, you know, with the coaching and the counseling. So okay. when I start seeing that there's a multiple need, you know, people need something, then I start saying, hey, you know, instead of, you know, you know, beating, 
you know, the brick, brick wall. Let's go ahead and put something together right. as a resource, you right. know, for people to be able to, you know, then use and purchase to be able to study on their own versus keep asking me or calling me or whatever. I want them to kind of be <laughs> self-sufficient and be able to, you know, do some things on their own. If it's something like a novel or poetry, you know, novels and poetry, sometimes I do, well, poetry for sure, I can just think about a topic or a word or something will happen and I'll feel some type of way and I'll just start writing. But if it's actually a short story or a novel or novella, I need to go away. I need to, you know, put myself in a, in that surrounding of whatever the story is going to be. Say I'm trying to do an adventure or thriller and I want to be in the mountains. I'll go to Poconos or I'll go somewhere off, but you know, I want to go somewhere. Sometimes even it'll be to the park or by the water or go to get a hotel for the weekend Mm -hmm. and just try to, like you say, sequester myself, quarantine right. myself to be mm-hmm. able to just take the time to have no distractions, right. to be able right. to think straight and get all my ideas. I always have an outline. Mm-hmm. And once I know the concept, I think about the title first. Yeah. And then I write an outline and okay. then I actually start filling in mm-hmm. those pages, whether it's, you know, the beginning, the climax, and the end. Gotcha. And then right. fill in the dots okay. about, you know, <laughs> till until I'm done. Sometimes I do the end first. Sometimes I'll do the middle first. It just depends on where I'm at and how I'm feeling. Okay. But a book like this, I mean, it's not oh, really it's a, a quick read. lot in, yes. in yeah. you know, it's not like a novel. Like no, a it's a short read. Short read. Yeah. How long does something like this take you to kind of create? From start to finish, I want to say, you know, it depends on where, you know, how much material I already have, how many resources that I need to look up. Um, okay. For the most part, it can take anywhere from a week to two weeks, just okay. for the, you know, anything under the 50 pages. Okay. Um, it, just like you said, it just depends on the outline that I have, how many resources I need to find, and, you know, just how much I want to pack, you know, into it. I really want to do the shortened series of these different self-help type books. I want to be able to target um, young adults as well as, you know, men and women. I know we get bored. I don't want to have some <laughs> long, drawn-out book where they're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. But I also want to leave enough information where right. if they want to call and they want to ask my questions or email me or, you know, chat, I'm available, okay. you know, so it's like, you know, I open myself up for questions because I want them to be able to have something to think about, you know, just right. Right. something to spark their interest or whatever, like, you know what, I always wanted to know that, or I wanted to, you know, kind of have somebody to bounce ideas off of, then that's when, you know, they call you over our organization, our company, and then be able to talk to us. Okay. Uh, getting back to another question that came up too was how to love unconditional. Is communication a big part of, oh, of uh, helping the process as far as unconditional love? I guess communication as yeah. far as you want to communicate and tell a person how you feel. A lot of times Correct. we we want to guess what the other person's thinking. You cannot guess. And it's tough to say, well, I couldn't read your mind, but I figured that you were thinking this way. Communication <laughs> is key. Do you agree with communication? Oh yes, of course. You already know. You already know. I am a big, big communication uh, junkie advocate, so to speak. Um, like you said, my degree is in communication, even though I still, like you said, I'm not perfect either. I still have issues with communication. Stop. <laughs> See how it is? So trust and believe, you know, it growing and knowing, like you say, knowing, oh, I see everything. Yeah, they trust didn't, and they believe. didn't say so it. They, they didn't yes. Say it. 
So nonverbal communication <laughs> is also key to be able to understand, like you said, that, like you said, that relationship, you know, everybody has a symbiotic relationship with that key person in their life, their partner, you know, their go-to, their BFF, and you start noticing the different cues and you start taking those cues from each yeah, other. Yeah. So whether it's verbal or nonverbal, start picking up those things. But sometimes, like you said, the lack of communication yeah. is what stops us and force, you know, keeps us going sometimes. Sometimes, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, everything's going wonderful. And then all of a sudden the draw bops and something happens. I mean, the drop, the ball drops and something happens exactly. and we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it stop, you know, filling out, panicking and oh my gosh, I'm about to leave. First of yeah. all, first of all <laughs> everything is not going to always go smooth. Absolutely. And, you know, everything's Absolutely. not going to always be wonderful and rosy. Mm -hmm. There is always going to be something in the relationship that wants to break you. And Absolutely. it is your responsibility to keep that communication open when you're feeling a certain type of way or you you have to keep yourself from assuming that you know what the other person is thinking. Just ask them what they're thinking or ask them before you start letting your mind wander with all the insecurities Absolutely. and you never Absolutely. know, you know, just because something has already happened doesn't mean that it's going to continue to happen. Everybody's, both parties could be growing. Both parties are like, well, you know what, after this last time, you know, this is a condition, and everybody, of course, don't think like this. It's mm. only us communication. But the average person is not going to keep track of all the stuff that they have and all the things that they're going through. But okay. you have to try. You have to try to, you know, get your partner. I mean, literally get them mm -hmm. to where you're spending enough time with them. You're mm -hmm. noticing how they're behaving, or you're noticing that when you do something, it triggers a response in them and how right. they react you do need to pay attention right. you know it is critical that you start paying attention to you know what those cues are because if you don't you're not meeting their need and they're not meeting your need so that's another book um yeah yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. <laughs> yeah communication can be a uh, oof you know it's difficult yeah, it's you know it is because it it's not always talking yeah, i know we wrote a blog about that Yes. A while back yes. about communication. That's yes, ooh, men and women that's, communicate differently. So, so many different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Different, so when like you I start, two worlds coming together. Yeah, so then we used to bring in love, and you know that's that's how <laughs> different. Men, like some people, are like what is love? You know, women are like, oh my god, what's like, love? Yeah, love him, and the guys like, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. like sorry. You know, so it's definitely two different points of view. But for everybody to come on the same page and be on one accord is Absolutely. essential yeah. so that you know your partner, you know how they feel about things. And there's, there's sometimes they don't tell you how they feel. Right. They don't want to talk about their feelings. And yet you are here feeling like you can't get to them. Number one, stop trying to get to them. Focus on you and focus on how you want to be loved and you just have to express to them the best way that you can in, in hopes that they will then in turn be able to communicate to you whether nonverbal or verbal, right. you know, how they love and want to be loved. Yeah, because I know a lot of times, you know, we, we say that, but you know, we know love that love is action, not Correct. just word of mouth. Correct. You know, people can tell you they love you all day, but then the actions are saying something else. Yep. You know, and I know we say actions speak louder than words, which is so true because you can say one thing, yes. do another, and it's like, we do it okay, all the time. you just said that you love me, correct? but you're showing me that that's not yep. what you really 
Or, you know, or the last one, you, know, you got to put it out on the table and start a discussion. Communication. That's gotta, it. Leads gotta, back to communication. I don't care if you got to get a post-it, a flag, a stick, paper, you know, put it up there. Or you literally say, you know what, we need to have, you know, let's go have dinner or let's go do this or let's, you know, find a way to whatever works for you and your partner to find that, that quality time right. to be able to discuss the different things that you want. And I know guys don't like and to fellas, talk. fellas, yeah, I was going to say, you know, fellas, don't like to talk. it's tough. You know, I, you I feel your try. pain. Communication is key. You've got to try. And this one right here, she loves to communicate. Like she said, she's a communication major. I do. And I said, wow. Just not She can football. communicate. But I have to, you know, I got to be a, a big boy and I got to suck it up and then say, hey, listen, let's communicate. Let's talk about it. Correct. And it's not as bad as it, it, as it seems. Once you hear her side, you know, your partner's side, and you get to express yep. your side, then those two can kind of yep. balance out and it's about compromise yep. let's come to a middle Correct. let's agree to disagree sometimes yep. but it's about coming to to the to the table exactly. at least starting a conversation exactly. you got to come to the table to start a conversation because you don't want to be living in the same house Correct. and you're in like two different exactly. worlds you know at each other's throats like two right. ships passing in the night and you guys are not communicating no one wants to budge no one wants to give in no one wants to seem like the the weaker person, but it's not about being weak. It's, it's about being having unconditional love, you Correct. know, right? It's about having unconditional Correct. love for that partner, for your person that you say you're in love with Correct. to make sure you come to the table. Let's talk about it. Yep. Let's communicate. I can't read your mind. Exactly. You can't read my mind. Exactly. Let's come to the table. Let's talk about it. And let's discuss exactly. what we can do to make our love better, our relationship Correct. better, and to make it go further. And, you know, because yep. everyone wants their relationship to work out. Correct. You know, so we don't go into a relationship where we're looking for it to fail. We wanted to make sure it's, it's on point. Correct. We're in the right seat. Everyone's in the right position. And you want to just put God first in your relationship. You know, Correct. keep him in your life. Keep him focused. Uh, the main focal point of your relationship, he can guide you. Yes. Indeed. You know, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of people say, well, how do you make your relationship work? And how do you get through fights or arguments and things like that? You know, we kind of put God first Correct. and let him take care of it. and it's tough sometimes to say tough. say that and yes. do it but you have to let that let that come in the way you know god can come in and kind of show you correct listen just be patient be a little more understanding yep. uh you know just show so so much unconditional love where you can have a beautiful relationship where you can really get along and make a beautiful thing you exactly. know and we have so many younger people looking at us that we don't even realize that they're looking up to you and right. saying well i want to emulate the you know what the things that you're doing yes. so you want to make sure you're a good role model you're setting a good example for people that's looking up to you for you know a new relationship that's about to come well you, you said i'm up for right <laughs> like who's doing the interview well listen, right listen 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 before we get too off topic <laughs> where can we find the book how can we get it um because i know everyone wants to know about the book yes, where they can yes, find yes. it and read it um, um so where can where, where, where is it found it is on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com. I know it's on eBay as well. Okay. Just look up Unconditional Love, Keisha Houston. Um, it is anywhere online. Like you said, Gotta several it. Di Gotta different bookstores. It. It's also on our website at Pep, the letter N, Keish, K-I-S, 
h.com so right. definitely um look take a look at it it is 9 25 actually my birthday right. i'm taking gifts all you know september <laughs> and i celebrate all week you know all week and month long so 9 25 <laughs> plus shipping and tax so it's definitely you know affordable it's definitely a quick read um have definitely you know had great reviews about it so i'm excited about the new projects that are coming up guys yeah. and you know just it's just a great opportunity to start the new year off in exactly. a right way you know february is black history month so yeah. of course we want to support our small black businesses Absolutely. and you know just definitely appreciate your support moving forward you can follow us at pep and quiche um.com like you said yeah. we have the quiche show we are Absolutely. also on relationship matters international and as well as um check out our group you yeah, know exactly. pep and quiche relationship and life coaching love to hear from so you. we definitely love to hear yeah. from you stay tuned for our next yeah. show yeah. and also listen to our other podcast that's on our Apple um, music as well. Absolutely. So thank you so much again for tuning in. Thanks. Thank everything. you so much, Keisha, for coming in and talking with us about <laughs> yeah. the book and being interviewed by me. So I was so happy to be the interviewer. And I, I just had a great time talking with you. I hope you write many, many more books. Of course. And we want to come back and talk about that new book. But right now, Unconditional Love is the number yes. one seller. Let's make it the number one seller. Thank you, guys. Unconditional Love, Pep and Keisha. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us. All right. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And click in. You better click.